Hey heroes, Galaxy's Edge presents James M. Ward's Crimson Hawk Adventures. Hello, my name is Walt, and welcome to the Lost Missions on Crimson Hawk Adventures. Uh, we have a fun show coming at you today to benefit Mission 22, which is our, um, our partners out there. It's a big organization that provides support for vets going through a tough time and finds them the help they need so that they can get through it. Uh, like we know, uh, those of us who've served in the military, um, you never do anything alone. Uh, it's always... Uh, your fire team and the help of your buddies that get you through anything. So Mission 22 kind of carries that forward and brings it uh, brings it back to veterans who have transitioned out of service who might need some help. Today we have our glorious roundtable, uh, starting with our series regular, Nick Prometheus Cole. How are you, sir? I am happy to be here. Can you imagine playing D&D at 9 o'clock in the morning? It's like day drinking. <laughs> Uh, I love the way you think. <laughs> we have uh, Patty Finn uh, joining us from uh, good old Ireland. How are you, sir? Good to be here. And I'm all about that day drinking, but it's after 5 p.m. here, so... <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't judge. It's all good. <laughs> Uh-oh, somebody's feeding back. Uh, I, had to, I had to hear my own wit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And then we have... Uh, uh, we have Knight of Barsoom, who's one of our regular watchers. He's saying it's got to be 5 o'clock somewhere. Uh, and then we have Shadow the Illustrator joining us for her first ever session of D&D. I truly cannot believe that no, that someone on this planet has never played D&D. Even, even Joe Biden's played D&D. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Shadow? I'm doing all right. It's day after the holiday, so I'm just being lazy right on now uh patty and uh nick are both uh, authors in the science fiction and fantasy community uh and uh some of our audience have seen those guys before but uh, nobody uh nobody has seen you in live in real technicolor before and the th and the thing is i know you through uh keystroke medium and the glorious illustrations that you've allowed us to all see um especially your maps your maps kick so much ass can you talk about drawing a little bit so I've always loved drawing, and it's the only thing that I've really enjoyed, wanted to do. And I just recently fell into maps last spring and found out they're really fun to do. <laughs> right on. Yeah, the uh, uh, the maps that you put up were glorious. So if anybody D&D uh, um, wise or if you, if you have a role-playing game company and you are looking to... Um, you're looking to uh, get some awesome cartography, uh, especially like uh, Overland maps done. Um, uh, we'll put some links to uh, some of her work and her Instagram. Uh, that way people can uh, can check her out. Uh, KTF Fiend saying Joe Biden may have played D&D, &D, but I doubt he remembers it. <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. Give yourself, uh, please give yourself 100 XP for that. All right, so... 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I played D&D one time at Disneyland on acid. And oh to God. be fair, I don't, I don't remember it either. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, that sounds insane. Yeah, uh, there we go. So we got there. Uh, all right, so I'm just moving some characters around real quick, and then uh, we're going to show everybody the map. Um, so does anybody need anything, need anything to do? Any questions, comments, concerns uh, before we launch this thing off and uh, get things rolling? No, I'm uh, just starting stuff for my... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was wondering at what point we'll know we've won. Uh, <laughs> when somebody uh, dings the uh, I hope you win D&D, honey, uh, soundbite. Yes. <laughs> going out on Twitch. <laughs> okay, um, Patty, your serious question. Now. No, it was not a serious question. So <laughs> don't worry. And I'm not even going to ask it now. <laughs> right on. All right. So for those, uh, for those uh, uh, keeping score, this is, this is, uh, uh, you were probably more coherent than Robinette. <laughs> uh, uh, for those keeping score, uh, this is going to be one of our lost missions. So this is kind of like a side mission. Uh, but luckily we have Chrometheus from the main group here so that uh, uh, we can ensure that copious amounts of troubles and trouble ensue. <laughs> All right, yeah. so uh, we start off. Uh, you guys are in a boat. Uh, you're crossing a uh, a small river. Uh, it's it, it was a little cool last night, so there's some fog drifting in, kind of obscuring the way everything's the way everything's hanging out. Uh, you know, you can hear the water against the hull. There's there's a light rock and a little chop to it. Um, you have two locals that you guys have hired to take you up river uh, to uh, where you know uh, you need to. Uh, uh, conduct this lost mission. Um, in doing so, uh, you've had plenty of warnings from the locals that uh, your mission is going to be fraught with peril, and there's plenty of superstition surrounding the cave of Herrera, which is uh, where your mission takes you today. The boat crests through the water and, and kind of lightly brushes to the sand, kind of rocking to one side as the keel uh, takes purchase on the ground. You, uh, the, uh, one of your, uh, the ship handlers jumps off and kind of like pulls a little more. It's not a huge ship, like a galleon or anything. You guys are in like a, like a multi-tiered rowboat, basically coming off of a, a much larger ship that had brought you up river. Uh, a junk, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. uh, you, um, as they uh, as they kind of rig the boat so that it's not going to go anywhere or be dragged back into the into the river, um, one of the guys uh, on the on the sand motions. Um, he's uh, he's in his probably his early forties or late thirties. He looks like he's been doing his skin is weathered and looks like he's been doing this a long time. Um, he's one of the few locals that you found understands the basic tongue and can understand your uh, understand your requests. And he motions, please, please. Come on the beach. Come on the beach. Uh, I will lead us out on the beach. We have what, what are the two player, uh, two other people that we have with us? What are their classes? So, Patty, why don't you tell us who you're playing today and what your uh, which character is? Sure, I'm playing um, Kelius Thunderbeard, and I am a warrior dwarf. And Kelius is pretty much uh, kitted out like you would expect a warrior dwarf to be kitted out with his axe <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> and Does he beard, have beer on him? He ha he always has beer. He actually has a mini <laughs> keg attached to his belt, and it may or may not be empty. Um, Kelius, uh, his, his beard kind of has like a it's plated, but it's got a like it's been woven into like a little lightning bolt on the end um but yeah he's he's kind of walking about in 
perhaps a bit of a stupor as he's following uh, Prometheus. Uh, punk rock or Viking metal? Viking metal. Okay. <laughs> you had the correct answer. <laughs> uh, Shadow, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who you're playing and uh, what she looks like? Um, should have closed it out. <laughs> I am playing a ranger. Uh-huh. Does she have a name or is she just the ranger? Kind of like the Mandalorian or like Madonna? Uh, let's keep it boring. We're just going to go with Shadow. That way I can re- recognize <laughs> when people are talking to me. Perfect. Excellent. And how she kitted out? Um, Should be in the middle of the sheet. She's got some armor. It'll tell you what type. Uh, if you look uh, about halfway down, uh, you might see something that says studded leather. That does not mean you're some sort of, uh, <laughs> I vote the ranger. It sounds badass. That's a comment you just got in the, <laughs> in the, in the comments. Um, so yeah, you're, you're wearing studded leather, which is kind of like, um, uh, uh, boiled leather, hard plates, um, sewn onto a jacket. Very maneuverable, but it's got metal studs on it to keep uh, keep weapons from finding uh, even more purchase. Uh, so, um, yeah, you guys hit the beach, the uh, the sand and the uh, the lap of the water, uh, you know, all contribute to that like really musty smell. And uh, your guide looks looks back to you and says, "Very important, sirs and madam. Very important. Weapons down. Weapons down." And he and he like gestures up. So um, you guys, you guys see there's a uh, there's uh, kind of like like wooden shale, cl- not wooden, excuse me, shale cliffs like kind of surrounding you. This might have been some sort of landing fortress at some point, um, but the jungle's kind of retaken it. Um, you guys, uh, uh, you guys uh, uh, have asked for like the most convenient spot to land so real quick i will share my screen and so that you can see it at home so um you guys have the boat right there um and the stream can see this as well uh you know you got uh uh your um you got your crew up there near the boat and you start taking notice of people in and around the fortress watching you um they're silent um they're not wearing any armor uh they're just wearing um what looks like um uh skins and furs and 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 stuff like that and there's um there's tons of them on the cliffs dozens um and they're just standing there silently in the mist you didn't even notice them until um until your guide pointed them out and he says they will not they will not do anything to you as long as you do not do anything to them. Can we tell if they're armed? Oh, they're armed. Spears, axes. Um, looks like primitive bows. Uh, doesn't look like anything laminated, like a, like a composite bow or anything like that. And the, uh, the, the armor is very... Um, their armor is very, uh, is very simple. So maybe... Um, painted woods or something like that if they're wearing armor at all most of them are just wearing like skins and are bare chested uh male female um this body paints involved um that has added to the camouflage effect which is why you didn't notice them 
Um, and there, uh, <laughs> so Knight of Barsoom is starting early. He's saying, does Karen sends anything? <laughs> so, uh, Sh- shadow, so that, you know, cause Patty's already been through this before. Uh, uh, our friend Nick has a sword that is imbued with an intelligence. It's uh, heavily magic and it, it has a mind of its own with certain special abilities. Um, yeah. Uh, and for, me, for the book describe for the party description for everybody to get into it basically looks like if Billy Idol were a half elf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's his look. And uh, and just a lot of people are asking in the chat, um, where's the regular crew? We murdered them. Uh, <laughs> no, they'll all be back at noon today with James Ward. This is a special mission. And uh, if you come back at noon, you, you'll see you'll you watch James Ward get to torment them. For now, we'll actually have fun playing D. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the uh, you know they're, they're just standing there. They're not reacting. They're not doing anything. They're not you know um, they're not uh, getting crazy. It's just they're just watching you. And he says they will. Your guide says they will not do anything to uh, to you as long as you don't do anything to them. The guide that stayed in the boat. Who was kind of working the the tiller oar that was in the back? Um, he looks petrified. Um, he hasn't spoken much since you guys started this whole affair, and but he looks terrified. Like the even the sheer presence of these guys is not a good thing. These are my kind of folks, but that's Prometheus. <laughs> uh, he'll put his hand on his hilt and kind of look around and and mentally ask uh, Fever, "What's going on here? What's the wisdom? What's the lore?" Um, she accesses the deep knowledge that she has from her connection to um, uh, ethereal forces and spirits. And she says, I do believe these people are the, some of the tribe that live in and around Herrera's cave. They are, uh, they've been here since uh, before the cities were erected uh, further to the north. And they know the idol that you've come for, for they, that you've come for. They also know that foreign powers had put it there and they put it deep within the the cave complex so that no one of their tribe would be tempted for it. For there are traps and pitfalls and what they consider as demons further in to keep their people away from it. But if you're here to claim it, they don't care if you take the idol or the idol takes you. Well, Prometheus might have a problem with that. <laughs> There's only a one-way transaction there as far as he's concerned. Um, all right, all right. Uh, would you show us the way into the cave? He says, uh, go that way. So if you look back at the, uh, if you look back at the cave again, um, some very un- uninteresting things. So right ahead of you is pretty much where the cave entrance is. Okay. So, and he just points that way, and he says, uh, um, "I will allow you to take your thing from here. We are, we are not allowed to go any further. I we have an understanding with these people. Um, any adventurers who wish to take on the cave and go for the idol may do so. Um, they consider it cursed. Uh, they will not stop you, but they." will not allow us to help you as well. Let me ask you this. Do you think they'd consider their lot much improved in life if the idol were gone? They would absolutely. But uh, they feel the idol is protected by their gods. 
and thus they cannot they will not hamper your way into the cave but be careful there are items in there that they consider sacred which must not be taken okay he are said, there gems i'm sorry are there gems um we don't know we've never had anybody come out before oh never all right we'll just keep that boat ready to move just in case he goes we will stay right here and then he looks back at uh he looks back at uh the the, the guy who's on the oar and uh very 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 broken common tongue he says he says seven out seven in no more ever begin and Kilia says that's because they didn't have a Chrometheus. <laughs> this is this is true. All right. Um, I, the uh, the main guy says the, your main guide says I greatly apologize. He uh, he has ferried seven groups here, and no one has ever come out. Well, let's drink to us, Killian. <laughs> And uh, Prometheus, we're not supposed Prometheus, to will, Prometheus will hit his constant bottle of bourbon. <laughs> what, do, do you ask the guy that's uh, in front of you uh, a question, Shadow? Yeah, what is it that we're not supposed to take out of there before I start grabbing? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I, uh, I do not know what the items are. I do not belong to the, uh, the group, this group of people. I don't understand their ways other than we have an understanding. Uh, we don't enter, and the ones we allow to enter must not touch their sacred relics. But they will not tell us what those are. And it's true, KTF fiend, Prometheus does have a not a bag of dirt, a bag of sand. <laughs> right on. All right, so what do you guys do? Do you, uh, uh, like I said, all those warriors, and there's probably about a dozen of them. Uh, there were more, but as you were just standing there talking to the guide, they seemed to lose interest in you and then kind of kind of filtered away. Uh, what do you do? Uh, let's make a party marching order. I would say let's put our, 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 our tank in front because he's a dwarf and we're going underground. Let's put uh, uh, the ranger behind him. Uh, does the ranger use a bow? Is it she? Oh, yeah. she so let's put her behind me, and I'll go in the center. Okay. How does that sound? All right. She's ha she has a uh, a very finely worked composite short bow, so she's okay. going to be really good. Uh, plus, she's specialized, so um, she's going to be really good at short range if you need it. Okay. Cool. Chrometheus, uh, kill sorry, Achilles, uh listens to what Chrometheus has to say, and he he seems a little bit. He he doesn't seem too sure to begin with, but he uh, he raises this keg uh, and takes a few swigs of it and steals himself and says fair enough and stands up front. Yeah. All right, heading Let's in. Move. All right, you guys are heading in uh, to show, shows today. This is freaking awesome from Night of Barso. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, uh, and uh, just as a, a heads up, this is a uh, this is a benefit show for uh, Mission Twenty Two. Like I said in the beginning, uh, this is this is uh, kind of us showing that uh, you know 
stuff like this, like D&D and just friends getting together online, uh, can, uh, can pull people out of a bad time or, or you know, a bad nosedive if you need it. Uh, for those who want to contribute and uh, help out Mission 22, any donations today made to the link that you see on the screen uh, is uh, going right to Mission 22. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're very proud to be partnered with them and working with, uh, working with that community. So, the, you know, uh, if you get a chance, uh, you know, even even if you don't donate, just tell your friends, uh, come over here, uh, witness some cool D&D and how that can kind of help people out. And uh, we're going to go forward from there. So you guys enter the cave. We do. All right. Yes. All right. So um, Musty, uh, you know, just like you might expect, might uh, expect a cave in the uh, in uh, a, a dense forest or a dense rainforest to kind of smell. Um, it's got that earthy smell. There's little drips of water coming off here and there. Um, you have uh, um, you have uh, uh, tons of hanging moss and like cobwebs. Um, the trail kind of meanders for a little bit, and then you exit the cave system into what looks like an overhang. Uh, it drops about like uh, like twenty feet uh, to a, a jungle floor below, um, and it seems like you have uh, um, there's a clear path ahead. Um, it looks like there's a way down the cliffside that uh, that is very easily negotiated. Like I said, it's only 10, 20 feet, 20 feet at the most in the highest spots. There are clear ways to get down that are already cut into the rock. Um, and then you can see the start of a trail, but maybe five feet in, it just disappears into jungle. So you won't know how it goes or, or how wide it is or, or what shape it's in until you get down there. Hmm. I guess I would like to check for traps on the way down. Um, all righty. Now I need books and stuff. All right. Books. Um, D D with books. Are you going to uh, are you going to have fever check or are you going to check? Well, fever doesn't do traps. Uh, she does do like well, she can, she is, but I have find remove trap for sixty five percent. Let's hit it. So I'm going to rely on me. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to roll an 80, Oof. 80, which uh, completely blows it. <laughs> like I said before, we don't judge. Um, you don't see anything. So you guys see him uh, kind of creep ahead a little bit, um, checking uh, the ground, tapping the stone. Uh, you don't appear to see any traps. Um, Killian, as, uh, as you step forward, or as 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 uh, Prometheus kind of heads a little bit uh, forward of you, um, he's got what looks like um, almost a, uh, a, a foot long millipede, just kind of like cresting the top of his shoulder. It doesn't look like it's attacking him; it's just on him. But it's it's mm -hmm. thick. It's about it's about the size of uh, it's about the size of a quarter, a United States quarter uh, round, and it's mm -hmm. it's maybe a third of a meter. Okay, um, Kelius, as the character, would probably freak out at the sight of this thing. And so, as a ranger, um, the ranger Shadow knows that uh, um, uh, from her from from being in the area before, um, it's not something that's going to probably mess you up. But if it if if he like hits it the wrong way, it might try to uh, might try to pinch him. And the pinchers are long, or about the like the tip of your finger along, so it might be kind of aggravating to get hit by that. What do you guys do? Do you, do you let him know it's there? Because he doesn't know it's there. 
Yeah. Uh, Kelius would just say, Chromethius! Chromethius! And he starts, starts like gesturing to his own shoulder and trying to... <laughs> you don't want to touch he's, it? <laughs> he's so freaked out, he can't... He can't even like put into words what he's trying to communicate, but he's trying to use his body language. It's, um, yeah, he's just shocked by this horrible thing. He he, he doesn't like bugs. I, I will receive this message, and then I'll just <laughs> pop my uh, little dagger that I have in my chest and give it a flick. All right, yeah, it just hits the grass and kind of skitters off. Um, as you turn around, um, you can see like some movement over on the ranger's shoulder. <laughs> Is I will investigate. Is it another millipede? Um, it's like um, it's like a gaggle of them, maybe 10, 15, and they're just kind of like like moving around her armor. There's some slight tapping that you really didn't hear when you were inside the cave from all the water dripping and stuff like that, but she's maybe got 10 or 15 on her back. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell her, don't move, and then I'll start to pull them off with a knife. Yeah, so I mean, they, they wrap on your hand, and and uh, what do you call it? Uh, some of them are, are protesting being taken off, but they 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 don't really mess with you. They they seem um, normal, so they okay. don't seem like the kind of thing that you know you would put in a dungeon to <laughs> uh, <laughs> put in a dungeon. Uh, we're watching the chat, and and people are good, yeah. like like oh okay, fireball it. That'll so, yeah, well, if, James, if James was running this, the millipedes would have all transformed us into drought. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys clear them off, um, and then uh, continue continue down the path. Um, <laughs> you you get down, and there's a there's a definite way for you guys to make your way through. Um, it uh, um, it starts like I said. The, the, once you get five six feet in. The canopy is just insane. So almost, it goes from like bright morning. You guys got there like uh, after sunrise. So um, bright morning and the fog was just starting to burn away to like, you can almost feel like dusk as you start entering the tree cover. Um, what is the floor like? Um, moving. There's tons of insects on the floor. Um, beetles and ants and more millipedes um, looks like they, they were, they were uh, congregating in the warmest spots where the sun was coming through. But as you get deeper, it's less as it's less intense, but there are still spots of uh, um, there's still spots of like uh, um, movement on the floor. It's it, but it's, it's foliaged over. So you got like knee length palm, then you have, you know, some tree uh, like, tree limbs and stuff like that and then maybe 10 15 feet above you it starts the tree cover and it's thick it's dense is it is it sand is it dirt it's is dirt it sand? It's, it's like wet dirt mud you know in certain places depending um, and if i if i take a moment to like go down a couple of inches is it still dirt or is it finished stone um you don't know but you might have an expert who might be able to tell you how far the dirt goes yeah. Patty. Oh yeah, because I know what it's like in these kind of environments. <laughs> well no, uh you, you know about um um stone floor, you know, stone flooring, stone uh, masonry and that yep. sort of thing. Yep. So, so what I if what do you need from me? Yeah, if you go ahead and roll a one D six, mm-hmm. right, you want three or less. 
Oh, dear. One. There you go. So that constitutes as, as less. Um, you you probably figure that uh, um, the rock from the cliff that you just descended mm-hmm. descends maybe 10 to 30 meters or 10 to 30 yards ahead of you uh, before mm-hmm. it dips. And this ground is more spongy than it is rock. But um, uh, closer to the cliff face, you're, you're looking at maybe two or three feet down, you hit the stone. Um, further away, it's going to be really, really deep before you hit stone. I relay all this information to yeah, okay. the rest of the guys. All right. Continue. All right. Continue. Okay. Yeah. If we're walking in a jungle. Am I able to use tracking to see what's around us? I would highly encourage that. Let's do it. <laughs> that's a pro move right there, Shadow. Yeah. yeah. Hell you, yeah. you sure you haven't played this game before? <laughs> that's bad. Positive, but walking in a jungle, I want to know <laughs> something's coming up behind me. <laughs> Oh, it's the Malinoisville Omen. Yep, yep. I apologize for Baldur's intensity. He uh, he uh, is very upset that uh, the mailman is either early or late. Um, I think that every time Baldur, you know, gives gives his 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 battle cry, we should roll a d10, and if it's like a five through nine, we get a plus one. For yes. And if it's if, it, if it's a one through five. Or six through nine. And if it's a one through five, we get a negative one. It's ill omen. Yeah, we should we should definitely suggest that on we the make that today. mechanic. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's being a punk. All right, so um, uh, uh, Shadow, go ahead and uh, uh, on that uh, link I gave you. You still running that on your phone? Nope, it's up on my up on uh, iPad. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll a one d twenty. Who ate a ton of turkey yesterday? Oh God. Got a 12. What did you get? A 12? Yeah. Okay. And uh, if you look on that sheet um, that is uh, that I gave you, uh, on the top left-hand corner, there is the list of your abilities. One of them either says dex or dexterity. Can you read me that number? 14. All right. So you needed a 14 or less. You got a 12. So you made it, right? So you see there are a ton of tracks in this area. Um you have some booted tracks uh, and uh, 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 a couple of places where it's like the shoes that they were wearing as a ranger, you know, were totally not suited to the environment. So um, some sort of uh, flat sole shoe with, with limited, uh, uh, limited traction. So probably um, something you might see in a fine clothing shop versus uh, like an outfitter. Um, wrong for the environment. Um, uh, if you relay that to your your party, they'll be able to give you more information on that probably. Um, but beside a lot of those tracks, there are um, like unbooted footprints, tons of them, going coming and going from all directions. Okay. Uh, let everyone know we're not in the jungle by ourselves. Hmm. Someone came through really not ready. Can you tell what kind of humanoid they were by the weight and impression? Were they were they lithe and acrobatic like me, a half elf? Were they they chunky and blocky, a lot of weight, center mass like the dwarf? Uh, go ahead and give me another one of those rolls. For the D20? Yes, please. I got a four. A four? Oh, that's 
fantastic. Um, so in some of the tracks, you can tell that the, the tracks are more like the tracks Patty is making. So um, uh, very short and, and, and heavy. So probably a dwarf or, or dwarf-like. Um, there's one set of tracks that's a little deeper into the foliage. Those tracks are very light. In fact, um, if you didn't roll as good as you did, you would have missed it. Um, those tracks resemble a lot of the way Chrometheus walks. Um, and then the, um, the unbooted or unshoed footprints, they, uh, they, what do you call it? Um, they only appear when it gets to the trotted part. So where everybody seems to go into the jungle, when they hit the foliage, they disappear completely. I'm going to look up into the trees. Um, go ahead and roll your wisdom at a minus two. I rolled a nine, and I think my wisdom is. Oh, I miss. No, my wisdom's only ten. Oof. Okay. Um. Yeah, you look up in the trees. Um. The uh, there's some wildlife up there. Nothing harmful. Uh, a couple of monkeys. Um. Uh, something that kind of resembles uh, a raccoon with a big long tail and a snout like an anteater. Um, but other than that, nothing nothing that seems harmful or hazardous. You don't see any people in the trees. so um, And it's quiet. I mean, you, you can hear some of the like bugs and stuff like that moving and chirping and what have you. Uh, These are some birds overhead, but other than that, uh, you don't hear anything weird. Okay. Okay, I want to look up too. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead and roll your tracking roll. That one d twenty again, and you want to get uh, <coughs> um, your your wisdom was a fourteen, I believe. Uh, fifteen. Your wisdom's a fifteen. All right, so you want to yeah. get uh, you you just don't want to roll an eighteen or higher. Okay, I got a six. Oh. Some of the branches are very well worn, um, bark missing, uh, smooth spots on the trees. Um, which either means that something with antlers rubs them, was rubbing them, which is totally wrong for the area you know as a ranger. Um, and so the more likely thing that happened is people were climbing into the trees and leaving that way once they got out, off of the path. Okay, so we have three people here. Hmm. But the way forward into the cave is kind of where they depart up into the trees they uh so like think of it like um think of it like you got a driveway and on either side of the driveway starts a garden mm -hmm. um there's some like footprint footprints on the entrance to the driveway of these like uh, barefoot footprints but once you get on the driveway they skirt to the outsides so it looks like they're avoiding the path yeah so we should avoid the path so can the ranger find us a way to follow the boot prints to the left or the right? Let's go with the boot prints of the heavier, the dwarves. Okay. So go ahead and give me another one of those tracking rolls again to uh, kind of pathfind your way starting to go through. Ricky, go ahead and uh, roll that die. I got a 17. 17. Ooh. Okay. Uh, she kind of has a good idea or she thinks she has a good idea of where to go and she kind of you know throws the knife hand and she's you know probably thinks it's this way so you start skirting the path 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll lead from here because I actually have tracking too. Okay, and so I'll try to I'll try to follow the heavier footprints around the way that she's directed. As Prometheus is doing that, can I just keep an eye up above to make sure nothing sort of like drops on us? Absolutely. All right, so you guys get a you don't go far before you see your first problem. Um, it's about maybe 50, 60 yards in. Uh, the canopy has gotten very thick, so it's almost like dusk here, um, even though it's full sunshine out. Um, you guys are far enough away from the path that you're not on it, but that, so that you can still see it. You look on the path, and you know you can see all of the boot prints and blah, blah, blah. And there is uh, about 20 yards in, there was a, there was a pair of idols, um, kind of like um, stone statuettes, cylinder-like in, in appearance, with um, kind of weird faces on them, probably tribal in nature. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they, uh, they uh, what do you call it? They uh, are framed on either side of the trail. Um, and as you go up another 10, 20 meters, uh, 10, 20 yards, uh, there's what looks like um, a stack of something like uh, moss or whatever that is growing on something that doesn't look like it's naturally part of the terrain. So it looks like the jungle is trying to claim something. I'm getting some never-ending story vibes from those statues. <laughs> Does fever detect any tr treasure or gems in the idols? Uh, no, but there is um, a small gem on underneath that green mound. So we go. We go to the left. We skirt. We come to the two idols. Do they kind of force you into a choke, po choke point onto the trail? No, because the thing is, right, the, the tracks that you guys have kind of been following um, just stay on the trail, right? So okay. nobody's, nobody's leaving the trail. They just kind of follow the trail along. Okay. Um, and, and then against one of the trees that kind of frame it, you see a pile of something, uh, but it's covered in moss and vines and, and plant life. Looks like the jungle's trying to reclaim it. And it's against one of the trees. Yep. I'll look up into that tree. There's nothing in the tree. Okay. Um, I'll approach that pile and activate Fever's flame feature and kind of wave it over it. Oh, kind of try and burn it away? Yeah. It takes a while because everything here is damp and, like, wet. So it takes a few minutes for it to dry out. Um, once it starts burning away, you see it's a human, probably been here maybe uh, over a few weeks. Um, decomposition has, has started to move in, and it's moving fast. In the jungle, things rot quick. Um, he's wearing, yeah, exactly. He's wearing um, uh, leather armor um, that is decomposing just almost as fast as he is. Um, around his, uh, his neck, he's got a silver chain with a garnet on it. He's carrying a sword, um, and give me, uh, give me another wisdom check. I'm going to make it that time with a one. The way his armor um, is kind of in, like embedded into some of the ribs and some of the ribs that you're seeing, 
um, something big and and round punched him in the chest hard enough to uh, fuse some of his ribs into the leather. Something big and round. Wow. Whoa. Um. Can I make a traps check to figure out if this was done by a swinging log or or boulder, go for or it. if this my combat damage? Yep, go for it. I missed it by three. Um, so you don't think it's combat damage? So okay. uh, maybe some sort of trap. You just don't. You you know you didn't you didn't kind of you don't recognize exactly what it is, but. With um, my stone masonry, would I be able to tell if it was like stone or yeah, rock? Yeah, hit me. Is it a wisdom you need? Or yep, hit me a wisdom check. Wisdom. Uh, no, excuse me, intelligence, intelligence, intelligence. Yep, a nine. I um, rolled. My intelligence is fifteen. Oh yeah, that's that's great. Um, was not made by. Um, you don't think it was made by something stone because the um, uh, the pattern is very irregular. Uh, maybe either something carved or something like wooden and cut. Okay. But whatever it was, was heavy, real heavy. And he got knocked against this tree. So I'm going to kind of try to reverse triangulate to figure out from the position of his body, how he could have gotten flung here. Um, that's when you detect the tripwire. Ah, oh, okay. Where is the tripwire? Um, almost 90 degrees from where he's sitting. So he's, he's here 90 degrees. So, right yeah. There. Yeah. So he was kind of at off the, the path at an angle. So directly across the road, um, just about at toe height. Um, there's some of the foliage kind of, uh, covering it. So you didn't notice it at first, uh, but okay. you guys weren't using the path anyway. Um, the thing that kind of weirds you out is it's it's almost translucent and mucusy. So maybe some sort of plant matter, maybe a tendon was used. Um, yeah. but not not anything like man-made. Is it easy to avoid or <laughs> is it better to disarm it? If you guys are on the road, um as long as you know it's there, you could easily step over it. If okay. you're um if you guys continue just off the road, um, it's, it's not even going to bother you. Okay. Um, what can she tell me about the garnet? Um, it's not very expensive. Okay. So, um, maybe 20 gold pieces worth the whole thing, including the silver chain. Sweet. Does he have anything else? Uh, he's got a sword, but the sword is quickly rusting. Okay. Um, and there's a dagger in his boot. Um, the dagger looks like it's in good order. Uh, but the, the, actual handle is starting to come apart okay uh we'll pop the we'll take we'll take the garnet okay and um let's let's uh avoid the trap all right um as you go as you know you continue guys you guys continue forward um there's a uh uh, uh there's a section of wood line that seems a little off when you go to check it it is uh maybe a 10 foot long log very big and wide around with um, a ram head on it. Um, the ram head looks like actual like ram horns that have been shellacked or whatever. And there's a skull in the center also with some sort of shellac or resin 
um, as kind of like the the ram as like the the center focus point of the ram. Okay. So and it's left in place, so there must be another tripwire somewhere. I shall search for that tripwire. Once again, it's on the road. Okay. We will avoid it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You guys continue forward. And uh, Chrometheus, give me a, uh, a 1d6 roll. Yes. And as Knight of Barsoom says, uh, it's fun in games until someone gets turned into a werewolf. Then it's hilarious. Yeah, that's our that's a, that's our that's our three p.m. that's our three p.m. game. That is, that is a shout out to our everyone's favorite cavalier, uh, Jr. Handley, <laughs> who I think ate so much turkey last night that he had to go to the hospital. Oh my god! Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just joking. Uh, so what am I what am I making? Uh, roll a one d six. Same for you, Patty. One d six. I will come up with a four, and I got a three. Okay. All right, you guys, uh, um, the path starts to wind a little bit and then takes a sharp angle to the left. Um, And uh, let's see, let's go here. So um, you you start, it starts, some of the foliage starts to um, thin out a little bit. um, And it brings you into an area that's... uh, that's wide open and kind of twisted um a little bit uh you know a little bit uh what do you call it uh elevated in some spots and sunken in others so you're gonna you might have to do some climbing to get around it so the sort of the central area is the elevated part yes okay so i have uh rope use and mountaineering as my non-weapon proficiencies can i see like a path of least resistance or something that might look like the safest way through this area or is it too hard to see no 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 you can see uh some places where uh you know once you you kind of get the lay of the land uh because of the amount of stonework that your people do uh, and uh, uh because the cities that you guys normally dominate tend to be in in areas where you have to climb you find an area that has some consistent marks on it and you even find some like grappling hooks you find some rope that has been eaten by the jungle but there's still like a fragment of it wrapped around a tree you can uh uh the ranger uh shadow detects um some like uh burn marks in the bark where people have set up ropes before and used um specialized knots to lower equipment so um yeah you can see that there's a there's a point here where people have crossed before and it doesn't look like you have to cross over the peak, but you, you know you uh, it it gradually raises into the center. So you either have to go around it or you have to climb over it. Most it looks from the path, most people go around it. Mm, and most people didn't come back. So <laughs> I would like to use my climbing skills to ascend, and then I'll lower rope down. Okay. All right. So you you got to climb down first. Okay. Right. And as you're getting as you're getting down to um, the base, uh, uh, the in the basin there are these like palm fronds, and as you go to step through them, one of them slices your boot. So like slices completely through the leather. 
Okay. Um, it doesn't cut you, so you you didn't, you know. But obviously, this these uh, these very dark green, almost black palm fronds um, are rigid enough to cut through leather. So okay. you're gonna have to be careful. It's gonna slow you down a little bit. Can I use fever to burn a path through them? It's very wet. It's gonna take you a very long time. Okay. And how much? How many meters do I have to cross? Uh, ten. So okay. about thirty feet. What if I get down on my? What if I crawl? Um, you'll be face height to these palms. Well, my beautiful face. My eighteen. <laughs> not the face. Not the face. Not the face. Um, I will I... attempt carefully through them using my Billy Idol half elf skills. Yeah, as long as you're slow and use your sword to move things, you can get through. It's just not very fast. Okay. Cool. Shadow, did you say you were gonna? Did you did you say have something to say? I have a hand axe. Am I able to hack my way through the ferns? Yes. So that they don't cut me. Yep. Yep. I want to do that. They're rigid. Uh, the ferns themselves, they're hard to cut, but the stem is not hard. You can get it, though. So you start helping to clear a path? Yeah. Um, everybody give me an, a, a wisdom roll. I make it with a three. Oh, that's nice. Oh, dear. So that's a d20 again, Shadow. Okay. Also, I drink bourbon if that. <laughs> like you yeah. should. Yeah. I got a 10. Uh, okay. So, uh, and what did you get, Patty? I, I have my nose and my cask of beer with a 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're very excited about that cask. Um, <laughs> you hear, psst, over here. All right, who's whispering? You start looking around. Yep. Um, you see, uh, it takes a minute, but you can see something tucked against a tree, hidden by some of those ferns. Uh, you see uh, what looks like um, shins, like uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, shins covered in armor, kind of sticking out from the fronds. The shin guards. Yep. Okay. I've got to get the other two's attention. Uh Prometheus heard it. So he's looking he's looking where you're where you're looking. Okay. We're just seeing and because I'm sort of a master of camouflage, do I see any more details if I sort of unfocus and try to see the pattern that's not supposed to be there? Um there's definitely the shape of a person sitting down against the tree covered by some palm fronds. Okay. Uh, I'll say friend or foe. Depends. Are On you what? with? Are you with them? No, I'm definitely not with anybody. I'm with me. Then you're... these people, me too. Uh, <laughs> if you're with you and they're with you, but you're not with them, that makes you a friend. Yes. I slow, we... slowly stands up. Uh, very haggard. Looks like he hasn't eaten in a few days. Uh, probably hasn't slept in more than a few days. Um, he's not wearing armor uh, other than the, the shin guards and uh, one kind of bracer on one arm. Uh, the uh, beard looks unkempt, like he hasn't groomed in several days. He slowly makes his way through the fronds and he says, 
Are you here to get me out? Yes. Did the company send you? No. Then you're not here to get me out. I'm here to get you out if you want to get out. All right, let's leave before they come back. Who's they? The the the, the ones who who did this. And he you know, he he starts looking around nervously but gesturing wildly. Okay. I'm going to give him a little water and food. Uh, hungrily and gratefully accepts both of them. Okay. Now, slow down and tell me what they are. All right, so... Uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Trying to talk and eat at the same time. Uh, it'll it'll cost you, random British guy. <laughs> Night of Mushroom says in the chat. That's fantastic. Please take 100 XP. Uh, so they... Uh, they uh, he says, uh, the company sent us here. Sent us here for the for the idol. They right. know they know what it is. They know. And then he says, "He goes, well, you must know, otherwise you wouldn't be here for it either." The locals they think it's cursed, but it's not. It's so it's it's so much. He goes, "Damn, damn near put the priests out of business." I would wager, but that's another thing for another time. He goes, "They sent us here. We had to get it, and the guides we hired they." They didn't make it. They bought it early on. In the, in, but then the, the, tr the trees, the trees came alive. They came alive and they ate them. They ate my friends. They ate our pack animals. He, he's like, one of them, one of them had a, had a grisk hound, you know, big war dog looking thing. And it impaled him and ate it right in front of us. The, he goes, I can still hear the dog screaming. It, it's, it was awful. You have to get me out of here. He's like, I'm not a poor man. I'm one of the expedition leaders. I have money. I will pay you to get me out of here right now. And also, if you have another little bit of that food, I'll take that as well. I will give him more food. Where were the trees at when they came alive? They were further down in the trail. They don't come this far. What's up at the top of that peak? Uh, a tree. You know, leaves and branches. A tree. Okay. I'm here to get the idol. I'm going to get the idol, and I'm going to come back for you. That's a bad idea. They're there waiting for you. And then I pull out Fever and Ignite it, and I go, yeah, but I got this. That might work. I'll wait here. And he, like, traces back to where <laughs> he comes back What's a little. Get his name. He's like, I'm Norton. All right, Norton, we'll get you out of here. Any other things you got for me to, to know or any things that you can help us with or? Uh, yeah, if, if you die, you become one of the trees. Ah, well, that's not going to happen. All right. Well, you have the flaming knife. Yeah. They don't seem to have the flaming knives. They yeah. might be trees. I also have this, and then I hit my bourbon and give him some. This will give you superpowers. He coughs pretty hard after you know only having his first sip of water after a few days um uh, and then uh he he what do you call it he, he mind if i take this now this this goes with me but you can hit it if you come gives you superpowers makes you feel good i know i'm going to the trees and he goes okay. back to his spot well so, i hope there's some left by the time i get back but i don't think there will be all right so you guys continue yes all right. 
keep going. Uh, you know, you um, he tells you that the area here um, is not as trapped. But okay. once you get past this, once you go back up the slope on the other side, there are traps to watch out for. Okay. So you guys make the climb, get to the other side, and that's the first thing you see. Um, there's somebody impaled on what looks like a spear trap. Um, it looks like spears descended from the trees. And uh, one of the spears impaled his throat. And he's basically just hanging impaled into the ground and being kept up by the spear through his throat. I think now's a great time for Patty to talk about his product, his product. <laughs> <laughs> um, really? <laughs> this is where we're doing this. This is where we're doing this. Yeah. Okay. So I write in a, well, I've written most of a book of, magic items. It's called Eisendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure. Very thematic, given <laughs> where we are and what we're doing. <laughs> and uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a supplement for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, really. And we're kickstartering it, if that's even a verb. It is now. And it is now. <laughs> Get that in the dictionary. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be launched in February at some point. We have a pre-launch. We put that up two or three days ago. Uh, we've got a bunch of people just following it, stay informed. And yeah, we're look, looking forward to it, Getting having a lot of fun working with artists, getting to do stuff we love, create magic stuff, um, content for Dungeons & Dragons, what's not to love. So Right on. All right, you guys, uh, guys want to start pressing on? Um, you know that at least one area is trapped. <laughs> Could yeah, I... I why they don't care if we go in. <laughs> Yeah, can I look around the area where we see this guy? Mm -hmm. um, he's kind of been impaled on the wrong the end of a spear trap. Yeah, can I look around the trap, uh, the, that area, so uh, to figure out if we try to go around it, will we trigger something else? Um, that's good. That's you checking for traps. Go ahead. And yeah. Roll a one d six, Prometheus. Go ahead. Uh, are you going to be checking as well? I am, and I'm going to make it this time with a 43. Ooh, nice. Another three. So the spear trap is obviously meant to freak whoever is still alive out as much as possible in the way that it pins somebody and kind of props them up a little bit and drive them into the wood line. And if you go into the wood line, there are more traps there as well. Mm. So there's a uh, there's on one side, uh, it looks like a swinging hinge trap with... Uh, with spikes radiating or wooden spikes radiating out, that looks like it would do some damage. On the other side, um, it's a swinging hinge trap that goes the other way, but will probably knock you back down the hill. And with a 10, 15 foot drop, it might not kill you, but um, it if you twist or break an ankle in this environment, um, it's still quite a ways back to where the boat is. Uh, you, could be having some trouble, especially crossing the open ground um, in those pits on uh, uh, the what do you call it uh, with all that black palm fronds on the on the ground. Hmm. What about just the way forward along the trail? You don't detect anything within the first ten or twenty feet. Okay, let's stay on the trail. Are we still looking at at loam and dirt, or are we looking at finished stone? This is dirt, so like a dirt trail. Okay. 
And what do we see in the trees? Anything? Nothing to speak of. Just okay. you know, uh, wildlife. Um, every once in a while, you see like a like a big snake crawling around or something like that. But uh, it's it's definitely uh, uh, something like a constrictor. Nothing okay. that's going to jump down and bite you. Okay. Then we'll 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 go down the path and avoid getting off 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 road. Okay. Uh, it goes for another. 50, 60 yards. Uh, everybody go ahead and roll me a 1d6. 1d6 is a robot. Three. Four. And Shadow? Three. All right. Um, you guys, uh, what do you call it? Uh, make it three quarters of the way down. Um, as you pass, you hear a loud snap. And these two big uh, trees that look like they were bent backwards, they have giant uh, spears, uh, big round uh, sticks carved into spears lashed to one end. They cross into both sides and basically slap into the dirt. And then just, you know, as they're shaking back and forth, just tapping into the dirt several times. Right in front of us. Behind you. Behind us. Oh, okay. Well, why would that have happened? You don't know. But then you hear like all sorts of skittering wildlife, birds taking off from the trees, uh, you know, everything, everything outside uh, reacting to that big, loud snap and then the tapping going on. Okay. So something set off that trap. Okay. So ahead of us is like the soft foliage or earth or <laughs> it's not like packed or anything. Um, it's not really packed. It's it's uh, if you've ever walked through a forest, it's like that. Okay, so can I um, take out my little cask and kind of like just roll it forward as far as I can in front of us? Okay. Yeah, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Okay. All right. What do you do? I just turn to the ocean and say, "I think it's safe." <laughs> <laughs> I'm 50-50 sure it's safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to talk with Fever for a second and say, when that guy said the trees came alive, do you think he meant the trees or do you think he meant people who know how to use the trees as camouflage? Would it appear as the same thing to someone who didn't know the difference? That's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's trees so much as people who know how to use the trees. I would say to the ranger, what's the best way to deal with people that use the trees to fight from? Hmm. What do you think? I don't know what's the best move here. <laughs> but maybe your ranger wisdom does. Yeah, so if you want to roll that 1d20... And tell me what you get. A two. Oh, that's really good. Um, you should you should thank Wizards of the Coast for their die roller because they're it's really working for you today. Uh, luckily, those those aren't attack rolls because you want those going the other way. Um, the uh, uh, she starts talking about her experience uh, in the great sur the goblin surge that happened uh, uh, long ago, and uh, uh, when she was fighting in those wars, the goblins used to. Um, 
who are very used to bounding through rock. And Patty can actually confirm this when he had to suppress uh, in his homeland the uh, members of the surge that came through where he was. Um, so they were using the trees, um, at, much like they were using the inner surfaces of a cave complex. And um, the best way to fight would be to uh, focus somebody in one direction and then attack them from another, camouflage by the trees. Um, get them into like a U-shaped or a V-shaped ambush, uh, force them into keep forcing them into somewhere, and because you have the high, uh, because you have the vantage point from the trees, you can read the terrain better than somebody on the ground, and that's how she would figure that somebody from the trees would use it, but you're not detecting anybody just yet. So Prometheus. Because he's half Roman general. <laughs> let's let's make their environment awful. And if we can't camouflage, if they can see us down here, let's make them using the height of the trees um, a real bummer. The best way to do that is smoke. The best way. And what we have going for us is wet wood burns smoky. So you're going to so, light up a fire? Yeah. If we can get a good fire going using all our oil, I have about eight flasks. It won't take that much. You, you yeah. won't even use half. Because once it dries out, all yeah. you got to do is put some wet wood on top of it, and that yeah. there, there's going to be your smoke. Let's spend some time getting getting the area really smoky up there. Okay. Uh, it takes about half an hour almost an hour, and then yeah. you get the smoke you want. So um, this environment, this very dark environment because the the, can the thick canopy overhead becomes almost ghostly with the smoke that you guys generate. Uh, and it makes you seeing from the ground up very difficult as well as you would assume going the other way. Right. You continue down. And, the oh, go ahead, please. And then, and then moving around. In a, in, in a dangerous environment with that, you know, maybe we'll get lucky. I don't know. That gives us some cover to kind of move forward um, and keep our eyes on the ground and, and try to find some traps and maybe get a little cover and maybe get lucky. Okay. Right so on. we'll move forward with under smoke now. Right on. But I would say watch the trees and I'll watch the trail. Would it be worth us taking um, a some sort of torch or stick that's on fire with us to use it? further up ahead if we need more smoke uh yeah probably yeah why don't you carry a torch and i'll and, yeah. I'll, and i've got fever yeah Achilles pulls a, a torch out and kind of blows on it to make sure it's smoky i just want to uh salute uh, ktf fiend in the chat for saying norton kill him before he tries to sell you antivirus software <laughs> 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 that's pretty good man take take 100 xp for that please um so, all right, you guys continue forward. Um, we have the most leveled up audience ever. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> light, uh, lighting uh, lighting uh, small fires as you go to keep the smoke up. Um, and you get to uh, an archway. Um, it Part of the arch, kind of like at the, at the like 11 o'clock, is broken off and fallen into the, into the path. Um, there's all sorts of strange symbols carved into the, uh, into the rock. Um, and beyond it, is a circle. Uh, the circle has two, four, six, eight stones, standing stones around it. Um, in the center of the standing stones is a uh, kind of like a broken down 
like a sawn down tree. Um, the tree is uh, huge. It was probably gigantic way back when it was when it was planted. Um, and that in the center of that tree is what looks like uh, a statue of a golden lion. Ooh, I'm going to ask Fever about it. It's, it radiates a strange aura. It's not... I, I can't say that it's magic, but maybe divinity? There's something powerful radiating from that, from that idol. So we've dealt with a sphinx before. Is it maybe something like that? I don't detect that energy, no. Okay. Um, any visible traps? Not that you can see. All right. We'll move into the circle of stones. Okay. Um, once again, tree limbs, tons, uh, like uh, tree roots coming off of it are very big. Um, some of the roots sticking out are as high as high up as your knee. Okay. Um, are we able to walk up those to approach the golden statue? You might have to walk around them. It's not so much, uh, you know, that they're... Uh, it's not so much that it's uh, uh, they're going to obstruct your path. You just might have to kind of maneuver a little bit. Okay. So, other we than, do. Yeah, you, you're there. So there's been no traps all the way up to the uh, all the way up to the stump. Because the stump is the trap. <laughs> you know, if Prometheus has been a, 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 a fan of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so is this the idol? Um, this is what you were sent for, yes. Okay. Um, so... Achilles oh, <laughs> <laughs> starts, uh, starts tying a, his rope into like a loop, and he looks to Prometheus and says, should we try to get a rope around it and pull it down? Um, uh, I'm going to visually inspect the idol for traps around the stump. Anything, any traps there? Um, as you like get closer and start kind of like maneuvering your face around to see what's there. You hear in your head, um, "Boss." Yes, and that's and that's when you that's when you start fe feeling more than hearing, almost like a buzzing sound with like a high pitched tone throughout. Um, it almost sounds like bees um, flying by a dinner bell. Okay, um, but it's constant. It's like a constant tone all the way through. Um, that's radiating from the idol. And then as you're kind of like, what the... You, you know, you're kind of looking beyond the idol. In those stone... Um, the, on those stone monoliths, uh, there's things hovering just in front of the stone that weren't there before. So like, like items. Like items. So in front of one, there's a sword. Um, in front of another, there's a set of armor. Um, in front of another, there looks to be a hammer. Um, there is a set of crossed axes in front of another. 
So each one has their own has their yeah. own kind of gift there. Yeah. So I'm going to reason with fever for a second and say, are these are these real? Can you detect if these are real? They are real. Um, however, I don't know why I didn't detect them before. They 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 appeared as we approached the idol. Correct. Is the idol offering these instead of it? I don't know, but now I'm I'm getting a sense with as this sound keeps increasing. Um, I get the sense that something doesn't want us here. Something, something to do with the items or some malevolent force around or the idol itself. It's too indeterminate. I can't, I can't pin it down. It's everywhere and nowhere all at once. <clears throat> it's everywhere and nowhere all at once. There's items all around us. We came for the idol. Um, but, 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 is, is the ranger seeing any kind of animal presence? Animal presence? Yeah. Nothing. All right. Is there anything on the the way that the items are made or any markings <laughs> on them that would indicate anything that we... I'm not laughing at you. Uh, Knight of Barsoom <laughs> is saying, ready that bag of sand and get ready to run, y'all. <laughs> um, and what's up? Look, let's, let's, do, let, let's honor James Ward by looking up. Um, you got clear blue sky. Clear blue sky. And, is the, and this presence is still growing. Uh, yes. Uh, although the sound that was gradually increasing from the idol is now at a steady constant. It's not painful or, or like so overwhelming that you can't hear things going on around you. It's okay. just, it's just more annoying and, and ever present. Okay. I'm going to check the stump of the idol. Do I see any, any sort of, uh, traps there or anything that would indicate that the idol won't, can't just be picked up and taken? Uh, there's no sort of seam around it. The, I mean, all you got are a tree stump and like the rings telling the age of the tree. That's it. But none of them depress. Like if you take a like a like a thieves pick and poke yeah. at it, you get like wet wood. You don't get you don't There's get no, yeah no triggers. Well, there doesn't seem to be any problem with this, so I pick up the idol. Okay. Um, what do you guys? What do you two do? Anything? <laughs> Other than drop your jaw to the floor, ready my shield. And axe. <laughs> um, I'm kind of like hiding from Prometheus. So you pick it up, and mm -hmm. nothing appears to happen. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask Fever. You know, doing her lore detection. And the sound. Thing now. The sound is stopped. Okay. What does this thing do? Um, from what I can feel from its presence in the ether. It heals. Ooh, baby. But that's all I can tell. Okay. The magic has a faint, a faint heal, uh, restoration aura. But there's something sinister here as well. Not associated with the idol. Um, aimed at the idol, it feels like. Aimed at the idol. Something can I inspect the space the idol was on? Uh, it's just a it. just a tree stump. It's tree stump. Mm -hmm. And so, what are the items on the pillars? Um, as you pick up the idol, those disappear. Okay. Well, there's that. 
is there any other way out of this area or back the way we came? Uh, back the way you came, the back area is a cliff, uh, kind of like a rounded out cliff and a redoubt. And if you if you go up that way, you're looking at a 50, 60 yard climb. But we got to go back and get Norton. Because <laughs> he's got the best antivirus. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's start to withdraw. As you step off of the wood from the tree, the spaces in between the stones, uh, you see spears come up. So it takes three spears to fill the space to where you'd have to work to get through them. Uh, they just come up and like kind of lock into place. Okay. Uh, and that's all the way around. So you either have to try to maneuver around the spears um, or you have to climb the stones. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I'll climb the stone. One of the things that catches your nose, Chrometheus, as you get to the stone, um, there's a pungent smell, uh, almost like uh, like modern cleanser um, mixed with... um, mix with something citrusy uh you know this smell because you've used this kind of poison before oh boy (laughs) and that's on the spears that's on the spears but not on the stone no okay so you try Uh, to climb the stone yeah try to climb the stone all right so you get about like you know it, it takes two of you to get up onto the lip of the stone and as that happens, you, you have those big, huge roots that were coming out um, on the uh, uh, from the tree surface. So, um, I mean, they were they were pretty wide and pretty big across, uh, and they're they're there, uh, but they start moving. Um, there's a ripping sound, kind of like uh, tree roots or plant roots being torn free from the ground. Um, and the first of what looks like a person, <coughs> but instead of skin, um, uh, it's, it's more like uh, tree roots, vines, and branches have woven themselves in and through the bone structure to become his outer casing. Um, he's wearing what looks like uh, what would have been the height of fashion maybe 20, 30 years ago. Um, and then another one rips up, another tree root. Uh, this one bigger, um, maybe um, orog size, so uh, a half ogre. Um, he's wearing um, what looks like the uh, from the waist down would have been adventurer gear, um, plate mail style boots, um, a, a an armored uh, waistcoat. But uh, his skin also has been replaced with threaded roots and fiber fiber from the plant life. Um, their eyes are all glowing green, um, and they start moving fast. The, uh, they're trying to rip themselves up to the ground as you guys are starting to climb over the first stone. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to help everyone up over the stone to at least get beyond this barrier. Okay. You guys drop as they come completely, uh, out of the ground. Uh, there's about 10 of them total. Okay. Uh, what do you guys do? Um, I'm going to say run. 
let's get out of here. <laughs> we'll start the door first, and I'll get Fever out and going with Flame, and then tell the Ranger to move, and then I'll move from behind. All right. All right, so that's your order going out. Um, you guys, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, move down the uh, move down the uh, uh, the pathway that leads to this place, uh, and you, you guys can see like the the snap uh, snap stabby tree limbs that were uh, folded over are kind of up now, almost like an arch in and of themselves. Uh, kind of like all the tension is now out of them from being restrained or pulled back for so long. Um, as you guys are trucking it, um, you start hearing like all these like small arrows and darts firing from either side. Um, there's big, huge boulders that run across your your uh, across the path as you guys pass. So um, it looks like these traps were set to be triggered by people more walking than running. Um, and these things bound onto the path and they are moving quick. Um, it looks like they'll catch up to you right before you hit the lip of the basin where that big tree mound was. Okay, I start I start uh, smashing flasks as I run and then ignite them with fever. Okay, um, you Just set like the throwing down, throwing them down, throwing them down. Fever, flame, run. You set the entire trail ablaze. Um, you you can you can hear scampering wildlife and and birds taking off uh, from the uh, from the quick ignition of the of the burning oil. Um, as you look back, these these kind of like uh, uh, these these tree zombies just dart off into the into the wood line, uh, and then you kind of lose them in, into the in the foliage because they they blend so seamlessly. Hopefully they get the traps. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys get to the basin and start climbing down. I would assume. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, who has a shield? I have a shield. Do you have a shield? Does the ranger have a shield? Probably not. Uh, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll form at the bottom. We'll form a bulldozer front, or like a, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. with the two shields and then try to push through as fast as possible. All, the, all of the black bomb. Yeah. All right. So you guys start making the climb down. Doo -doo -doo. Uh, all right. I'm just setting up a board real quick. Um, is, oh. is there, yeah. is there uh, anything uh, else that you're doing or anything else you're trying to set up? Um, so as we're doing that, I'm going to be using my axe to sort of try and push some of the, the palms out of the way as well okay. to make sure that they don't touch anyone or... Yeah, because if you yeah. guys are running through these, you're going to have a bad day. Yeah. We will yeah, if I'm behind them with their shields, I'm going to pull my axe out and be ready. All right, so um, the... You guys have, have made your way through about halfway. You're almost to the center where the big mound was, where that tree was on top. When these uh, these tree zombies kind of explode out of the foliage, um, they jump in the air down from the above cliff, uh, and they're in the air when you guys make for the uh, for that center mound. Uh, I assume you're skirting around it and not on it. Yes, we'll skirt. All right, um, the first one, you're in the you're in the rear, right? Yes. Uh, the first one of the tree zombie dude, 
just rearrange this. Um, he goes for a swipe at your back. Uh-oh. Uh, what's your armor class? My armor class is currently negative one. Uh, he hits you. Uh-oh. So he hits you with a swipe for a whopping five points. So you can feel your armor tug back as uh, the the kind of like the the tips of his talons gain some purchase. Uh, there's a there's a quick snap to it as as he rips off sections of armor, um, and you continue forward. Uh, it looks like as they kind of start catching up. It looks like just the one catch caught up to you. And they're making this skirt. Um, so there's roughly four of the smaller ones and two of the big ones. Okay. Can I give this one a hack? Absolutely. You're going to try and cut backwards? Yeah, I'm going to cut backwards. I get... Uh, uh, they're AC5. AC5. So my Thaco is 12 right now. Okay. So I'm going to hit him once. I'm going to miss him once, and I'm going to hit him twice. And right. I, he's a large creature, right? I, uh, this one's a smaller one, so man-sized. Okay, I will give him and uh, eight points of damage plus two points of damage. That'll be ten points of damage. For the fire? Does he get fire? Yep. So we'll do fire of six and 12, 22 points of damage. Okay. Uh, plus, add, we're gonna add another four to that because of the uh, the what do you call it? There, a type of undead. Okay. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah, that's that, that. Yeah, it's then he gets plus four for that. Yep. So you whack at this thing several times. Uh, kind of, uh, you turn around, hit it in the shoulder. Um, kind of switch hands a little bit, whack it in the knee, and then switch hands again and stab backwards. Kind of trying to keep yourself on the move so that you're not going to having to stop. Right. Um, he collapses in what looks like um, mossy covered bones and shattered plant matter. Nice. Um, so he falls down. Um, you can see the two larger ones. They're skirting way deep in this, in this kind of like this basin. Okay. And they're hugging the wall. Um, are kind of on the same side you are, and two of the other ones uh, lose. Uh, you lose in the foliage going on the other side of the mound. Okay. Um, all right. So Shadow, you were in the front. Yeah, I can't help but wonder if they're after the garnet that they took off the first body. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything's possible at this point. All right, so um, Shadow, you, were you in the front? Uh, if we were running through the ferns, I thought I was in the back. All right, so you're in the back, and then Patty, you're in the middle? I would, Yeah, assume I'm in the middle somewhere. All right. Um, so Shadow, as you're coming around, you see uh, two, of the, two of these, like, grass zombies. Uh, they're... they're you guys are skirting this way around the mound. They were skirting the other way. So they're basically going to reach the front of this before you guys make the climb back up the cliff. <coughs> and they're going to get there bef uh, about the same time you guys will. Um, so you got two guys, two of those things heading for you. There's two, there's one more in the back. Cause uh, Prometheus 
um, did a Japanese steakhouse on one of them, and then you got the two skirting, the two big ones skirting way to the outside. So now we're going to roll for initiative. So all that means, Shadow, is that we're taking um, we're taking a, a, a die roll, and whoever gets the highest die roll gets to roll first, or gets to attack first. So uh, did we want to let our new guest uh, roll for initiative? Yes. All right, so you're going to take a 1d20 roll, Shadow, and tell me what you get. Hold on. It's not working in that window. Let me switch back <laughs> to my internet. <laughs> I got a 12. Okay, and I'm going to roll. And I get a 7. Whoa. All right, so you guys will go first. Uh, Shadow, what would you like to do? You have two coming straight at you. Uh, I want to use the compound bow that you gave me, your, the yeah, composite bow. Right on. All right, so now you have, um, because you're a specialist with this weapon, it means that, you know, this is this is your preferred method of attack. <laughs> and what what that you have uh, every time it's your turn, uh, you're gonna get three at three chances to attack for every two rounds. So every time you get a chance to attack, that's called a combat round. So in every one of those, right, you're gonna get three every two. So that means in the first round you get to attack twice. In the second round you attack once. Third round you attack twice. Second, uh, fourth round once. So forth and so on. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, so you want to take two shots? Do you want to level them at the same guy or different guys? Uh, one at each and okay. try to slow them down. Okay. So what do I have to roll for that? All right. So you're going to roll a 1d20 and then tell me what you get. All right. So 16. You, 16 and they're AC5. All right. So you keep hearing us say this word Thaco. All that means is it's a little acronym that means it's actually Thac Zero. It's two hit armor class zero. Right. So what we do is if you're um, if you look on your sheet on the left hand side, you should see a row, a row of boxes going up and then it should say Thaco on the top. Do you have that number? No, I'm looking for it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, so I think I have you right here, and your Thaco is that. So, yeah, 16 hits for the first shot. So which arrows are you using? Are you using the normal arrows or are you using the uh, the sheaf arrows? What sheaf. are sheaf arrows? Uh, sheaf arrows are like big war arrows. They have big, nasty barbed steel heads. And then uh, regular arrows would just have a small metal point on them. Okay. I want to – I'll try the sheaf arrows first. All right. So the first one uh, nails that, that first guy. It catches him in the shoulder, uh, <coughs> excuse me, almost separating at the clavicle. These are heavy, nasty arrows. So roll 1d8. Eight. <laughs> yeah. So um there we go. <clears throat> now recovered. Is that just coffee, Walt? Yes, it is just coffee. <laughs> Alright, so you got a full eight points? Yeah. That rips off a section of shoulder. I should have taken my allergy meds today before the cat started crawling on me. Um 
Um, that hits him in the shoulder, almost rips the shoulder clear off. The second shot, go ahead and roll that 1d20 again. Everybody in the chat got quiet. Or am I not seeing chat? Uh, No, they probably just want to see you guys die. Aww. (laughs) What was was the number, Shadow? 12. 12. um, That one's a miss. So it sails right by the guy. He's got, like, mossy hair. It kind of, uh, ooh, Jushed says, mess him up, Shadow. It uh, it uh, kind of flutters as the arrow goes through, and, and the arrow uh, gets lost in the foliage. Uh, that brings us to Patty. Okay, so are any of these within melee range? No. You have the ones that are around behind. You have one that's chasing Nick. If you stayed mm-hmm. in place and let Nick run by you, 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 you can hit it. Then you have two massive ones that are outside. So here, let me give you guys a uh, <clears throat> a little uh, example of this. Whoop. All right. So if you guys look at the map, mm-hmm. all right, here we go. So out here, yep. see that that yellow line pinging, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's uh, the two big ones. Mm-hmm. You got the one that's chasing Nick. Right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, you got these two down here that uh, Ricky just dumped two arrows into. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. And here is the, the way up right here, the climb that, mm-hmm. uh, that you guys need to get up to. Um, all right. So what do, you, what do you do? So seeing that um, <clears throat> these... I think I'm just going to save my attack. So you're going to let Nick attack first till he passes? Yeah. yeah. All right. Nick, you're up. I'm up. I get two attacks this round. Uh, whoops, a one and a 20. Ooh, what, nice. the <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Way to fail forward. <laughs> a natural one and 20. Jim. <laughs> oh, if Jim were here. <laughs> Walt's DMing style. And then he'll, he'll get mad at us. And, oh, so you like to have fun playing D&D. And I'm like, yeah, that's why we play. Um, okay, so I'm going to hit once. Uh, is this one of the large ones or one of the regular ones? One of the regular oh, ones. Okay, so we're going to get 6 plus 4 is 10, uh, plus 1 strength, 11. Um, and then we're going to add 2d6 for fire damage. So we're going to get a total of 8 there, 19 damage. Oof. Oof. Uh, you shred this thing. It yeah. Com- it comes apart in a flaming wreck of uh, sticks and debris. Um it uh, it hits the ground. It, it's clothes. The rest of its clothes, which were uh, modeled and just basically disintegrating anyway, just just catch fire. Um, Patty, what do you do? Um, so, what am I able to reach with my axe at this point? Um, not a lot. If you run, you can mm-hmm. pass by Shadow mm-hmm. and start uh, on the ones that are coming around the other side. Um, okay. And- yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to run ahead and s- screaming and dwarven battle cries and just shouting as loud as I can with shield one on, axe the other, ready to bring it by on. Hey, the first bad guy I meet. Right on. Hit me. AC5. Okay. 
Let's see. Okay, I rolled an eight. An eight? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that definitely does not. <laughs> You're a specialist, though, aren't you? Am I? You have a specialty in uh, using that weapon. I believe you is Killian, right? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, you get three attacks every two round, every two rounds. So you get two okay. attacks this round. Two this time, and that one was a fifteen. That one works. Yeah. What's my damage again? Relax. <laughs> and we have a Jushed who is new to the stream and he wants to know what everybody's class is and welcome. Uh, normally Jushed, this is uh, James M. Ward, legendary DM's uh, Crimson Hawk show. And he likes to let us run small adventures before the main show, which starts at noon. And right now you are seeing Patty Finn uh, playing Killian the Dwarf. Uh, Shadow the Ranger, and me, Prometheus, a Thief Fighter. Okay, so I rolled a five on that to attack. Or for the, to for damage. the damage? Yep. Uh, are you attacking the one with the arrow sticking out of it, or the one that doesn't have any damage? The one with the arrow. Um, you start where the arrow is, shattering the arrow and shattering the rest of uh, the thing's shoulder, uh, basically driving it right into the, into the dirt right in front of Shadow's feet. Nice. Uh, the one that was coming up and moving, doo -doo -doo, uh, so that one dies, and this one comes up and tries to take a whack at you, Patty. Mm -hmm. um, he, yeah, what's your armor class? One. Oh God, no. Yeah, he basically just collides against you. There's a lot, a lot of scratching. Um, uh, you feel moisture and water droplets coming off of him as as his very wet dense structure just slams against you but other than that he's basically ineffective against your armor um nick because of where you are on the mound um you notice the two large ones that were skirting the outside okay um they they start angling around toward you and they basically get into a line with each other or get in line with each other um the first one comes to the edge of the cliff and stops. The second one, it's weird because at, at your vantage point, you see him kind of like almost open up. His rib cage explodes open. Um, he's reaching way, way wide, almost like as if he was doing a spread eagle, uh, as if he was parachuting. He slams into the first one, and then the first one jumps. When it's in the air, you can see the cracking and maneuvering of vines and uh, and stick structures that have become these things' skin, realigning the two creatures into one thing with four legs and four arms. <laughs> it jumps at you, trying to basically land on you and do like a double-handed like wrestling kind of strike. Uh, yes. The only thing it's really missing is the chair. <laughs> Um, it, it gets uh, your armor class is zero negative, negative one ne um, you're just like well that's new <laughs> and you step back just in time as it rams into the side of the hill it knocks stones roots uh, there's large section of the hill that cave in as this thing hits right um, and now it's standing right beside you 
Um, it's also a lot taller than it was a second ago. Um, okay. All right, so now we go back around to the front of the batting order. That brings us to Shadow. Sorry, okay. trying to get that plugged in. <laughs> no worries. Um, so you have a you have one of these tree zombies in front of you, and a giant one behind you. Okay, I'm gonna have to say fire at these things. All right. So I have the one shot since I had two last time. That is correct. Yep. Okay. And D twenty. Hit me. Nine. Um, that is going to be close. Hold on a second. Do, do, do. Uh, while I'm doing that, uh, Killian, Patty, what are you doing? Okay. I'm going to, I've got one attack this round now, don't I? So I'm going to, I want to finish off as many of these as possible. Um, so I, I, I see that. I guess a shadow attacking the one that we were sort of like focused on before. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to go for the same one. And that's a... Uh, I rolled a 16. Oh yeah, you hit it. Go ahead, give me some damage. Use all your dice. <laughs> yeah, just roll <laughs> it all. Just roll the entire thing. Ah, it's a one. When your DM like just picked up like all the six ciders. <laughs> Wait, that's not how you D and D. Um, all right. So, uh, what what did you get? A one for the damage. Oh, um, yeah. It it takes the it takes the axe hit. Kind of looks at the at the chip of wood that's missing where its skin used to be. Uh, and it draws its hand back like it's going to try and pimp smack you back into 1984. Um, we have uh, Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus takes Fever and flings it overhead at the giant and tells Fever to turn uh, tells the Fever to turn the giant to stone. Oh snap! So it moves into dancing sword mode and hits. Uh, let's, what's the AC I need to hit? Uh, AC four. This the, these get a save, right? They do get a save, yes, and it does hit. Um, ooh, no, he does not make his save. Um, <laughs> so uh, it goes into dancing mode. It slaps into the side of this thing. It pulls back, and you just you hear that like that creaking sound as the wood becomes stone. And it it all four. It looked like two of the limbs were going to come up from underneath to kind of like grab you around the ribs, and the limbs on top were going to pummel you, and they just all stop in mid grab, and you're just like, <laughs> and you I this... grab my sword and flourish. <laughs> now, a quick question: What are knolls? Knolls? Yeah. Um. Uh, think a seven foot tall walking talking hyena. Okay, because my sheet says favorite enemy is giants and plus four to gnolls. Yep, yep. Don't even worry about that for right now. Okay. So, but someday. But someday. someday. Yeah, when you come back to play another time. All right, so um, you don't see any more enemy around you other than the ones you guys just mollywomped, but you hear more of them in the trees. Start making okay. the climb. Because they seem to be former adventurers... I grab Fever and say, do we have any items on these? Uh, the big one. Uh, there's something embedded. You're going to have to break the stone to get it out, but you could probably do it. I got a dwarf. 
He's yeah. a great stone Mike. <laughs> he jumps forward with his axe. Yes. You All right, so you start cracking up. Yeah. Boom. Um, the other one, uh, the other ones that are smaller, um, one of those guys had a dagger on his hip. Okay. Um, and uh, the, what do you call it? The uh, the sword is telling you that you need that. All right. I take that dagger. Okay. 